Welcome to Necronominum. A horror podcast? No, a movie podcast specializing in horror. A movie podcast <laughs> specializing in horror and cult films. What I tried to say. We are your hosts, Jenna and Matt. Uh, today we are going to talk about the 2008 film The Midnight Meat Train based mm. on the short story of the same name by Clive Barker in 1984. Yes. This film stars Bradley Cooper in his first starring role, I believe, in a film. Was it really? Yeah, after Alias, which I think was his his big break. Man, I loved him in Alias. Yeah, well, I like him in stuff now. He's good. Uh, and it's got Vinnie Jones in it. Who you would know from Snatch or Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He does a lot of films with, um, what's his name? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Didn't he used to play football or something? Vinnie Jones, he looks like he did. <laughs> yeah, I he made did. That up. He was a professional footballer in the English Football League. I thought. Football is in That's soccer. That's why four. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And he's the juggernaut, bitch. That's right. Yep. Yeah. The less said about that film, the better. Mm. Let's just talk about this one. And it also stars... Leslie Bibb, mm -hmm. who was an actress in the 90s and a few things. I don't think she was in too much. She was in Iron Man and Iron Man 2. She's always in small roles. Yeah. I really like her, though. I think she's great. Yeah, she's been in a few things. I thought she looked familiar. I knew her from Popular. It was a, a one or two season TV drama about high schoolers. Not familiar with that one. Another actress in this that I thought was a weird casting was Brooke Shields. I mean, she was a big actress mm. at one point, and this was like a five-minute role for her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's not choice for the role anyway, I thought. Yeah. She wasn't, I don't know. She plays kind of a stuck-up artist. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be sexier than she is in this, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, am I, is my, my taste not on or what? Well, she's a bit old now. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> The Midnight Meat Train tells the story of Leon, played by Bradley Cooper, who is a photographer. He wants to be an artist. He loves New York City. Yeah. Um, and he, he likes to take photos of dark subject matter. So he goes out in the middle of the night and takes pictures yeah, tries of to take pictures. homeless people and the dirtier side of New York. Yeah, he's trying to capture the heart of the city, as he calls it. He meets up with this uh, with Brooke Shields character who's tells him that he needs to try harder and kind of get something darker. He goes out one night, takes some photos... And accidentally gets himself noticed by a serial killer, played by Vinnie Jones. That's right. And then he becomes kind of obsessed with this guy. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know it's a serial killer. Mm -hmm. He kind of puts some pieces together and tries to find out more about this guy without going to the cops for some reason. <laughs> he just becomes a, a bit of a detective. Yeah. And gets himself into troubling situations. He just seems like a weird guy at first, Vinnie Jones. Like, he, it looks like he's up to something, but I guess he just doesn't really know what it is. You also learn that there have been some disappearances every night um, uh, along the same train line at around the same time, which is when mm -hmm. Cooper's character runs into Jones's character. And obviously, a lot of people get killed. Yeah, they do. There is a bit of dramatic irony um, where the viewer knows the whole time that Vinnie Jones is the serial killer. But yes. Cooper does not, or Leon, as his yes. character is called, does not know. Like, because we see what they're both up to a lot of the time. Yeah, you see Mahogany is his name, Vinnie Jones. Mahogany yes. kill a few people on the train with a, um, a meat tenderizer. Yes, it's like a big metal hammer. These scenes are gory. Yeah, man, oh, this movie man. is like, is blood drenched. So I mean, much blood, unnecessary blood. There's a bit yeah. where somebody gets stabbed and it's buckets and buckets pouring out like it was a balloon full of blood yeah it was a little over the top 
<laughs> a little over the top. It was a lot over the top. And there's one death in particular, which I'm sure we'll get to, mm-hmm. that I was I was like, really? Like, it was really unnecessary. It kind of, I don't know, because the film's quite serious, but then sometimes I thought, like, it just went too far. And it, it kind of got comical, but only for, like, a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were some bits that were, like, really obviously CG in a thing that wasn't for most of right. the time. Yeah, like, it's very dark and kind of realistic in some parts, and then and then there's just these weird comical deaths sometimes. Uh, no, there's not a whole lot of it. And, and like I said, there's one in particular, which, which we'll mention later when we get into the spoilers. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't dislike it, but yeah. And also, I, I didn't realize... Was this the unrated version? We watched this on Netflix. I think it was, um, because there were some... There are two different versions. There's the director's cut and the unrated. Um, I mm. think I read some of the scenes. There were very, very minor differences in them. I think the one we saw was the unrated because there are some scenes that I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I remember that happening. And, and it was very gory. Yeah. I was surprised by how like, gory uh, it was. Brain dead Peter Jackson-y gory. It was, but also a lot of it was not as lighthearted. No, exactly. Though, so, yeah, it is quite gruesome. When Mahogany kills, also they show him kind of shave the body and then rip off all the fingernails and toenails and pull out all the teeth. It's mm. it's pretty yeah, it's, intense. It's very intense. Yeah, I was surprised. Given that it was Bradley Cooper and that Vinnie Jones, I thought this was going to be kind of... Yeah, it of, seemed like kind of a mainstream movie. Yeah, like one of the... You know, horror light, I guess you call it. You know, like like Scream or Final Destination where it's a bit gory, but not really. Mm. But no, this is this is pretty full-on horror it's r-rated if you're in australia if you're overseas i don't know what that means that's our 18 plus it's the same in the u.s oh okay i didn't know that it's different in the uk i believe all right it was a horror at heart but it was kind of a mystery even though we knew Mm. as a viewer even though we knew that mahogany was the serial killer we didn't Mm -hmm. know why right you got some pieces of clues along the way like um he had this ring with an emblem on it that you noticed in a couple of other places yeah and some things just didn't fit like every time he went and told the police something they wouldn't believe him Mm -hmm. there were just some things that you as a viewer had to figure out and it was cool like I, i wrote down a few theories along the way like it it kind of reminded me of the machinist i thought maybe at one point that this could just all be in his head right are we getting into spoilers by saying that it's not that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know. There are going to be some spoilers in this. Yeah, I mean, the film's now seven Eight years, years old. old. 2009, right? 2008. Oh, 2009 Australia. Sorry, because we we're always uh, yep. behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seven slash yeah. eight years old. Yeah, so we'll get into some spoilers. And it, I mean, it's based on a story that was written in 1984. Yeah. All right, well, let's play the spoiler jingle and then we can just not worry about it. All right. It's time for some spoilers. <laughs> um, but seriously, we're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't watched this movie yet, turn the podcast off now. In addition to watching the film, we also read the short story. It's only about 24 pages. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, very quick. It's easy to read it's a clive barker so it's um it's very well written but it's yeah. it's got the obvious things in it that you would expect from a clive barker book yes like demons yep and um it gets a bit i don't know he uses a lot of sexual language he always he always does because he mixes them together yeah like his there's horror. always a, a second world like an underworld yes that for some reason can't be mixed with the real yeah. world yeah yeah there's a dark side that and they've, they've got to be kept separate 
I want to talk about the character of Leon, the main character. Uh-huh. So he is presented to us as um, an amateur photographer who does not eat meat, which is yes. a point that is very emphasized in one scene that I, I did wonder why, like what relevance did that have to the rest of the story? Yeah, it comes up sort of later, but I don't, of it, yeah. yeah, I don't feel like it was addressed that well. And in the book, it starts out with like, he orders a ham sandwich. <laughs> okay. He's also like a Jewish accountant or something in the book. Uh-huh. His photography mm. kind of irritated me. Like, he would take one shot and be like, yeah, must have gotten it. We'll see you later. <laughs> yep. They don't really go into much character development on him in the in the story. They've They've added quite a bit to the film, like... The story was very, very simple. Like, man gets on a train, sees something weird, follows that train to the end, end of book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the first half of the book, well, not even half, maybe first third of the book is just setting up them both being on the train together at that time mm. uh, with without, there's no mystery or anything like that. Like, they don't, they have no interactions with each other until, until the climax. Exactly. In the book, Mahogany speaks a ton Yes. Whereas in the film, he doesn't have a tongue and he doesn't say anything. It's actually, I think it's more effective that way. Mm-hmm. He seems scary because he's he's big, he's brutish, and he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. He's kind of terrifying. Also, it, with what happens at the end, it makes less sense in the book because, at least in the film, it's consistent. Yeah, exactly. We've said that we were going to say spoilers, so I guess we'll say right. this. But they take, in the book and the film... They take Leon's tongue at the end when they say that when he is um, kind of put forward to take over from Mahogany, and we'll get into mm-hmm. why in a bit, but they take his tongue because they want him to be a silent servant, so they say. Right. But why him? Why not the other guy? Yes. I, I just, I thought that was really strange. Yeah, it was very inconsistent. I think the film made more sense in the, at least Mahogany had his tongue missing as well, but it didn't make yeah. much sense because none of the, none of the other people working for them did. Yeah, just, exactly. Just him just for him. some reason. Yeah. I know it got a little loose at the end. Yeah. Like, I felt like it was a pretty strong mystery. And then suddenly they introduced this thing like that's that was what it was. And it just got weird. Yeah. It turned into well, like the this ending, horror sci-fi thing. I mean, in the in the movie, he's got a love interest as well. In the book, he, he doesn't. No, he's just like he's hardly anybody. Him. He's a man who eats a ham sandwich <laughs> yeah. and stayed late at the office. That's all he is. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. well, like when the ending happens to him, you don't even care. No, no, it's it's more about the um, the world than than the character yeah, in the in the book. Kind of like Clive Barker just had an idea for a, a thing and was like, "I'll just write a skeleton, and then one day I'll get to it." Yeah, on that note, I think the film did a pretty good job of fleshing it out into a like a, a longer story for a film. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think I think the end was confusing and i mean it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me still now i don't think in either of them it does no in the movie leon was chosen because he kind of had an obsession with this guy and because he stalked him and because he was really interested in everything they kind of chose him to take over yeah whereas in the short story it was like wrong place wrong time they were like, ah, you'll do. He just happened to, to beat him in a fight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like they kind of sculpted him in the film. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. But also I think from the point of view of, I mean, th- there's a lot of detail missing that would help this, the plot make sense as far as, you know, the ultimate, 
you know, reveal of what the hell's going on. Right. I think it works better in the book because it's so light on details anyway. Whereas in the film, because you've been with them for so long and you've been watching this thing and you know all about him and you learned about mahogany and all this kind of stuff. And then when you find out what happened, you know, what, what's, what's going on, it's like, wait, what? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, I guess, look, I mean, we said we we're going to talk about spoilers. We'll mm. talk about some heavy spoilers right now. We're just going <laughs> to go into the ending Bl- of the film because I, I really yeah. want to talk about it. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel about the ending. Mm-hmm. So the, at the end of the film, you find out basically they are collecting bodies. Uh, Mahogany murders people on the train. And he's not the only one. Like o- over time, he's kind of like yes. a Dread Pirate Roberts thing where somebody else is like he's taken over job. from somebody else. It's been happening for hundreds of years. Yeah. So they get the collect. He kills people. He kind of butchers them because he works in an abattoir. So and then he hangs them from the from the railing on the train, which hooks. I assume that was the writing prompt that he worked from, which or the, the original idea was the the idea of the carcasses hanging in the train. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I, if I had to guess, I would say that's that's what kind of Clive Barker based it off as an idea. And so they take the bodies down uh, deep, deep into the subway uh, to a, a very far underground subway station, I guess, where there are these. Yeah, I think zombie... it's just a closed. It's a because they show the name of it. Um, I think it's just a closed subway station. Zombie demon creature things down there that eat the bodies of the people that mahogany has butchered for them i think they're just humans that haven't been in sunlight for a long time yeah that's what i got from the book thousands of years long time yeah but they're still alive i guess or maybe maybe the original because they're they are supposedly the founding members of the city right yeah okay that's but that's what i thought they said maybe they like those ones are descendants of the founders yeah. uh, they call themselves the fathers like the founding yeah. fathers I, yeah I, I mean for all i know they could be they could be just immortal demons but yeah the book kind of implies that they are they are them yeah it says the fathers the mothers the sons and daughters of and he says something about all the you know the thinkers and philosophers and leaders that's yeah. where they all ended up and then they mm-hmm. can live but they, i think they say something about they, they can live but they have to eat the eat the other eat the humans or something right yeah look i I mean i didn't understand that why 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 do they need to eat humans what did they eat when they were alive is this how they became immortal (laughs) and then what is the secret society that's keeping them alive yeah why do they have to be down there like why do they have to be alive at all like (laughs) like uh at the end they kind of say well leon you know mahogany's gone it's it's all up to you now i'd be like fuck off yeah. Like I I'm leaving New York. They can die. I don't like what <laughs> yeah. what happens? See ya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I don't know. It, it doesn't cuz I mean, we learn throughout the film, okay, so they've got cops working with them. They've got the train drivers working with them. Obviously, they've got people in the government, I assume, covering all this stuff up. Like but what is the point of this? Why if it's if they are still alive, why can't they just well, what? I mean, I guess I because they eat humans. Like, you can't just tell a general population, look, we need to kill, like, eight of you per night. Um, yeah. So, f- sucks look, for you if you get on that train. If one day, right, I, I'm, 
figure out that I can live forever if I'm going to eat other humans. And for some reason, I decide, yeah, I, I want to do that. I'm not going to go live far underneath New York City to do it. it live, <laughs> living, I'm not going to live in a cave surrounded by like filth but, and, and bones. But we don't have and, their backstory. Like, we don't know why they live there or why. No, like, I know. We don't know anything. I mean, maybe that's maybe that is the original city. And then but New York was built on top of thing. it. It's just a weird thing not to reveal. Like yeah. if, when we learned so much about yeah. everything else. They, they padded then, out this story so much. And then they were like, oh, haha, it's demons. Okay, bye. Yeah. And it's kind of the same as the book, except the book is short overall. So, so I feel like that works better. Like in the book, he doesn't really need to explain it because he didn't explain anything else anyway. Right. But. I mean, I still don't feel like that worked in the book. I was kind of, I had already watched the movie when I read the book and I still didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Like the ending still didn't make it any clearer. I was hoping no, I to at least get a glimpse of what they were or why they need to exist anymore. Yeah, no, that's not, I think that's not there, but I didn't dislike it. I just felt like I didn't quite get what they were going for or either what he was going for in the book so much. Or, what, or definitely not what they were going for in the film. Because I feel like the film changed it in ways that made it even less plausible. In the movie, his fiance slash girlfriend is there. Are they mm-hmm. married? I can't, I can't remember. No, no, he proposes to her in the restaurant. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. That's what and I thought. And then has sex with her on the counter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was a weird scene. I know. Um, so she's there and they... They kill her. In fact, he rips her still beating heart out of her chest. And Do you he know what? Have... That that was a terrific scene because mm. I don't know if you noticed this, but she was like the last good thing that he had left, which is the right. way that they kind of broke him. And when she died, it was there was like a halo of light around her. Right. So it was her body and on top of a pile of bodies. Yes. And um, there was this big bright light that kind of diminished behind her. It was really cool. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I was distracted, I guess, by the, in my opinion, implausibility of what was happening. Right. Where he just cut open her chest with a knife, like managed to get through, you know, the rib cage and everything and just pull her heart out in, in that it was still beating and she was alive for like, I don't know, a little bit afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a bit, like I said, it was, an, it was a comical kind of death, but in a very kind of serious setting. I thought that the overall ending was a little bit unbelievable. Like I know they they yeah. cut they literally marked him like they cut into his chest and marked him and he goes through kind of a metamorphosis where like I I guess this is the reason why he was a vegan to begin with because he starts eating meat and all of his friends are like, "What?" Um yeah. and I guess that's just that's just to show that his body is going through changes. But mm. then at the end, he's still like, "We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here." And as soon as they kill his fiance, and they're like, well, it's you now. And he's like, oh, all right, fine. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess, and they never explained. I guess I'm just um, a killer now. <laughs> Mahogany's what? got these kind of growths on his chest, and he's cutting them off and putting them in jars in the back I, of the I mean, yeah, the they, they were saying that Mahogany's sick, but like, what does he have? And he's collecting these things in the car. I mean, it was an interesting kind of gross uh affectation of his that he keeps these things right, but they in a, never in a, no it didn't go anywhere i thought maybe and they never like, went further into it than just saying like oh he's getting sick so we gotta find a replacement yeah and then she smashes one of the drops one of the bottles at one point and then nothing comes of it it's just i don't know it didn't go anywhere yeah like a i don't know there was a few little loose threads like that 
Yeah, I mean, overall, I I think it was a cool movie. I, I was oh, I liked it. entertained yeah. throughout. The goriness of it was pretty awesome. Uh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> like, and I the love mystery, fake blood. <laughs> the mystery was. I, I feel like in some of these films, it, it's kind of like Lost, the TV show, right? The Lost was a good ride, and at the end of it, when you look back in it, you go, "Well, that didn't make any sense," but you, I still enjoyed it. You know. Uh, I have some things to say about Lost, but. <laughs> That's not what this is about. Another time. Another time. <laughs> I kind of feel like the invest the the investigation and the discovery and the, and the journey of this film was captured me enough. Yeah. And then when I got to the end, I, I look back and yeah. there's a, a few things that I'm like, well, hang on a minute, that doesn't make any sense. But but I still enjoyed it. So no, I was definitely into the mystery and like I, yeah. I wrote down a bunch of theories and tried mm-hmm. to connect the threads and stuff, and so that was pretty cool. But I think the premise too. There's no. I don't think there's a a way that you could make this absolutely plausible. Um, so I think you, at some point you just kind of have to go. Let's just go with it. You know, like there's these things that live under the city, and the guys m- murdering people on the train to feed them. Let's go with it. <laughs> Look, I expect that from Clive Barker, but it's always a little disappointing mm. when it's like a supernatural cause. Like yeah. I think it's so much more interesting when it isn't. Because it's easier yeah, right. explained when it is. Like, if, why if does he, he do he all these things? A, oh, demons. Oh. If he was just a serial it? killer, it would have been interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about the deaths? Yeah, quite a lot. We, we do. There are a lot. And I, I, I don't think I have a number for you this week, guys. Because it was difficult to keep track of. Cause yeah. I, I'm not quite sure. There were at least three or four nights in the film. Yes. And it seems like he kills about eight people per night. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of very um, difficult because some of them you don't see. Some you just see the body hanging there. Some mm-hmm. you think you see a death and then they're alive. Yeah. It's a little bit confusing too because it's often he's alone on the train, which is when he kills somebody. But then there's like, like 10 of them hanging there. Yeah. And then so. there were also some... Uh, dreams that Leon has when his yeah. body starts going through changes that are kind of put there like it's something that's happening on the train currently mm. and then it doesn't happen and he wakes up and uh, that was weird because I'm like how does he even know like he hasn't I guess I guess it's because they had marked him and he's starting to get these memories of other uh, yeah. other people before him the, but the prologue uh, is is actually the end because yeah. that guy at the start, yeah. So right. and, and I mean, oh man, that's a that's a there's that bit at the very start where he slips over in the blood, and then all of a sudden he's just fucking saturated mm-hmm. in blood, like yeah. And I, that kind oh, of it's a very I mean, very I mean, bloody movie. Yeah, like there's just excess blood everywhere. It's just all over everything. Like yeah, this guy slips in a puddle of it, and then he comes up and he's like dripping with it. There are a few times that there's blood on the camera lens, and I'm not into that trick. No, no, no. Oh, so we go through the deaths, and we can talk about the one that I dislike yeah, the most. Okay. And it makes me sad because of who's involved. Okay, okay. So I guess the first death is in the prologue, but it's yeah. not the first death. It's a death that happens later. Yes. So I but, guess let's not count that yet. <laughs> yeah, so some, someone you see someone being killed at the start. Uh, and then, and then the movie proper begins. And then I have the model. Yes. So the girl that he uh, he rescues from the thugs. 
Yep. Um, we, we don't see her die, but we know that she did. And then next, I think we have the only named character who dies, who is your favorite. Right. <laughs> yes. So this is, there's actually, it's three people. It's, um, it's Ted Raimi, <laughs> Sam Raimi's brother, uh, playing Randall, I guess. He's Randall, yep. is he? Yep. 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 Uh, and then a friend of his and his wife, and they're on the train, and and Mahogany kills them. And, man, this is so out of place, this bit, right? So Mahogany comes totally. up and hits, hits him in the head, and he, like, spins around in, like, Matrix-style CG, and his eyeballs literally fly out of their sockets in his head. And, like, well, I think one of them, I mean, maybe I'm remembering this differently does it hit the like camera i think it hits the fucking camera lens i think like, i think it did man it was it was like it was so bad like how did this make it in how did yeah, they watch this yeah. and go yeah i we actually definitely i don't think in. it did i think that was one of the things that came out in um the director's cut oh maybe Which we should have watched that one right that's why i was like oh i guess we must have seen the um unrated version yeah well it's weird to that me, netflix would have that up there so yeah yeah so he he dies and then his his wife and his friend die in a much more simple manner well like, she gets decapitated and i think her head right, but it was more successful afterwards <laughs> yeah i think she does actually i think she like blinks and looks around but uh, yeah that whole scene is a bit i don't know like i said it's a different tone to the rest of the film i yeah. felt like like the rest of it is very dark and for all the gore and and stuff it's not played for comedy Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in that scene, it yeah, it just really it just doesn't fit. And and again, I think the CG was really unsuccessful. It looked like it looked ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, totally. So that's three out of yeah. oh, four. We're up to four. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, pro, prologue guy makes it five. Anyway, next. Yeah. After that, uh, there was another guy on the train. Yeah, just some guy on the train. Oh, he picks a fight with him, right? Yeah. And the guy's almost beats him. Wait, I that think guy. that's how you learn that he's losing his he's, touch. Yeah, exactly. I think that's also the same night that he picks Leon up and then... Oh, so it's all in the one night. Yeah, because the next the next one is when Leon has the dream. Yes. So I think he's already been marked at that point. Oh, right, because they take him down and he gets yeah gets marked by the... the yeah, the it was fighters. very confusing yeah. because most of this yeah. film happened at night. It was difficult to tell which night it was. Yeah, it all kind of bleeds together later mm-hmm. on. So I've got I've got written here two more guys on the train. Yep, two guys. And then um, the next one I have his friend. Yeah, but then there's already a bunch of people hanging there. Yeah, exactly. That so that's why I was like, I'm never going to be able to count these. And then his <laughs> yeah. friend gets killed off screen, but then you find out that he's not quite dead yet, but then he does die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he Very gory manner. Oh, man. Meat hooks through the Achilles tendon is, is not a thing I want to no. watch. No. No, and I think actually the well, the Achilles is my Achilles heel. I think the worst bit too is because he hooks them. You see him hook them again, like we said. It's quite graphic when when the when the the butchery type stuff is happening. But then not only that, when when the guy the 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 fathers whatever they are come in to eat them and they rip him oh, down, them down. Oh, and you just yeah, you like you see, it's pretty brutal. Yes, yeah, it's definitely if you're squeamish, this is not a good film. <laughs> Uh, after that, I have uh, a woman. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know who that is. But there, there is a question mark next to it because I think, <laughs> look, there were a lot of people dying 
I kind of lost <laughs> I know. it by then. I know, and because that whole sequence too, I got to say, I I was as gruesome as it is, I was quite impressed by how. Um, I don't know. I'd never seen this in a film before, where when Mahogany and Leon fight in the train, with all oh, the, like slipping the around bodies, in blood and bodies the, hanging, the bodies hanging there, and they're swinging knives and butchers, uh, what do you call cleavers and stuff, and and like hitting the bodies and bits of bodies are going everywhere, and I was like, far out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I've not, I haven't seen that at that level in a film, I don't think before. It was very intense right i thought that that whole sequence i thought was was very successful the effects were good and it was um yeah i don't know i thought i thought it was a good sequence mm. for like for a horror film right and then i have i have mahogany, mahogany. on the list and then after him uh, um the fiance yeah yeah, yeah. I, so i guess there were at least 11 12 yes but then you see other bodies in the background. It's uh, when she dies, she gets thrown into a pile of bodies. Like it's it's innumerable. <laughs> yeah, so many, so I'm many. I'm sure. Deaths. I'm sure we could probably figure it out if we wanted to sit down and do it. But it's yeah. This is a this is a film with a very high death count. Mm-hmm. It's pretty enjoyable though. I mean, I oh, I, I liked it. I yeah. like gore. Yeah, yeah. I no, I enjoyed the film as we've discussed. I have some niggles with the with the plot. Just because, like I said, I felt the ending let me down because it really felt like it was going somewhere. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was a great adaptation from the book, though. Sure, okay. Yeah, I'll play that. Fleshing out his character and making the the mystery lead up to what is... Because, I mean, basically the book is just the last act of the film. Mm-hmm. If you took away Leon's whole backstory, you, you would yeah. have just, just the, the final 20 minutes of the film is the book. Right. I, I liked it. Thumbs up. I would say if you're into horror films... Definitely check it out. It's it was good. Yeah. Uh, very gory. So you know, bear that in mind. That's the unrated version. I don't know if the um, if there's a version that's that's not that way, but I think it still is. I think they just tone it down a little bit. Okay. I see. I can see from IMDb that Clive Barker was involved. Uh, I think he co-wrote the screenplay, uh, and he you know there's lots of photos of him there at the um, the premiere and stuff. Well, I mean, uh, maybe I, he did always intend to turn it into something more because it was a very short story, but it. Like I said, it's just it felt like a skeleton in the story. Yeah, sure. And it was part of a I mean. compilation book. Yeah, I don't know if he wrote them like wrote the Books of Blood as a short story collection, or if he collected his short stories that he had written into the Books of Blood. Right. They are earlier works of his. Think, but maybe so. it was always intended for something more. Yeah, but yeah, it's a very very Clive Barker story. Well, that's that's this episode of Necronomicon. If you've got a film that you would like us to talk about, let us know. You can find us at necronomenom at multiplenerdgasm.com. Mm-hmm. And Multiple Nerdgasm is kind of the parent podcast of this. So if yeah. you need some more things to listen to and you don't already listen to it, check it out. Multiplenerdgasm.com is where you can find all of our stuff, including this podcast. You can get us on Facebook, facebook.com slash multiplenerdgasm, twitter.com slash mnerdgasm, instagram.com slash multiplenerdgasm. Uh, we're all over the place. This episode was brought to you by Fiverr. And if you go to multiplenergasm.com slash Fiverr with two R's, you can get a bunch of stuff done for five bucks. 